Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> we need your stories. Right now we're open for submissions under the themes of alt history and folk tales. If you think you've got what it takes to write up a story that will make even the stoniest of horror fan melt into a pool of blubbering baby poo, then get in touch. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices, our editor will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you could have your story heard by thousands of listeners each week. For more information, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Today's episode is When the Forgotten Come, written by Dan Wilcox and narrated by Alex Elroy. Lily lay in bed for the fourth night in a row and listened to them singing. Those voices, melancholic and magical, the type of songs that made her think of pixies and fairies from the movies her parents allowed her to watch, mystical and enchanting, seductive and alluring. In the double bed beside her they snored on, Mummy and Daddy, the only two reasons why she found herself now clutching the duvet fighting every temptation to pad across the hotel floor and silently open the door. They were calling for her. Even though she couldn't understand the words they were singing, the message was clear. Lily, come out and play with us. She had already tried, had already given in to temptation on that first night they had arrived at the creaking Portuguese hotel, 
Lily found it strange, really. It wasn't even that the hotel seemed like it was that old, but buildings constructed primarily of wood tended to have their own voices, their own songs, their own ebbs and flows as the board strained and creaked, expanding and contracting with the temperatures, reacting to the things which stalked the corridors and walkways. On that first day, as Lily's parents had finally fallen through the door after an early morning followed by long delays, slow flights and a fight in a foreign language for the shuttle bus to collect them and bring them to their holiday destination. We've paid good money for this safe for three years, her father had roared, bags under his eyes that were bigger than the ones they carried onto the plane, shortly followed by a brief shrug and, okay, from the dumbfounded airport representative. Yet, even after all of that trouble, They'd made it, thrown their suitcases against the wall, vowed to turn their attention to unpacking after a good rest and flopped onto the bed. The both of them, exhausted. Lily, who had had her fair share of naps and sleeps on a combination of her parents' laps throughout the whole ordeal, being five years old had some advantages, it seemed, had struggled to find sleep, instead lying very much as she did now delicate fingers clutching the top of the duvet and staring at the swirling patterns on the ceiling that seemed to move and swim every time that she closed her eyes to blink. Eyes darting occasionally to the rather vocal clock on the wall, which declared every passing second, noting that only after the stroke of midnight did the ticking protestation soften into nothing but silence, and in that witching hour came the first note of the enchanted choir. Lily hadn't even thought about it, an innocent smile catching her face as she'd silently risen from her bed, padded across the cold floor on tiptoes and turned the catch on the lock. Yes, play with us. Lily? Lily, what are you doing? Her mother's shouts had pierced a concentration, breaking up the symphony in no time at all. The frantic, playful tones scampered into nothing more than creaks, giggles and whispers. Lily came to realise her hand, as gentle and fragile as the hollow bones of a bird's wing, had been cupped around the door handle, half-turned, a slither of light seeping into the room. What had they been? A question she found herself asking as each day passed, not outwardly, of course. She had spoken briefly to her parents about the sound she had heard under the dim light of the bedside table that night, their expressions turning to confusion and mild concern, reassuring her that a child's imagination was as wild a beast as an untamed horse, and that sometimes it had the capacity to gallop into a land where reality fled and the fairy tale creatures of her books and movies roamed free. Lily had smiled. She liked horses but their reassurances had hardly swayed her conviction. In the days following, she found herself looking for the owner of the voices. Around the swimming pool, her eyes would dart from person to person, from shadow to shadow, hoping to catch a glimpse of... what? Something. Anything. And even as the days passed into night, she could only imagine she had caught glimpses of them. Fairies in the shadows. Minions. Creatures. A glittering of eyes in the loneliest corners of the hotel, like 
buttons sewn on jackets. Whispers and hushed giggles as she passed vases stood on plinths in the corridor and could swear that that was where they lived, in the hollowed-out centers of the various decorative containers. Daddy, what's inside those vases? A quick peek inside. Dust and memories. What do memories look like? Very much like dreams. Oh. That night they had come. That night they had teased. That night Lily found herself sweating in bed, tossing and turning, fighting, resisting temptation. Yet, still they played on into the night. And the next night, disappearing and winding down their party as the birds began to sing and the hotel came alive. Fleeing from the sound of footsteps each morning as doors opened and closed, showers turned on and somewhere far off, a sound that Lily would come to realise in her growing years, the bleak muted attempts to conceal the cries of passion. Why won't Lily play with us? They sounded heartbroken, devastated. It didn't even cross the girl's mind to wonder how they knew her name. The only thing that mattered was the aching in her heart, the frustration at knowing that she was letting someone down. She hated not being a good girl. I'd always tried her best to make her mummy and daddy happy, say her pleases and thank yous, help mummy tidy, help daddy unwind at the end of a long day by letting him watch the news as she sat quietly and hugged his side, be nice to her friends at school and share her toys, even in those moments when she wanted nothing more than to play with them herself. It was the right thing to do. Her mummy had told her that. I'm so sad. Me too. And me. She doesn't want us to be happy. She doesn't want to have fun. Words conjured in her mind from the music in the hallway. Each one somehow unique. As though she had known each fleck and quaver for a hundred years. Old friends come from the distant beyond to usher her home. Lily turned to glance at her parents, suddenly realising that she was already across the room. A soft spill of milky light came from the ensuite beside her, her own nightlight to ward off spirits in this strange country where people spoke with a rapid sense of urgency and honked their horns as though they were greetings. Lily's feet skated across the last yards, leaving not even a note behind them. She reached for the handle, her body already recoiling, waiting for her parents to shout. But the door was already open. Only an inch or so, but enough for her to release some breath and squeeze through. The corridor outside was deserted. Only the emergency lights left on in the hallway casting faint shadows from the plinths and vases against the walls. Lily looked each way, feeling the beginnings of goose flesh cover her skin as a chill breeze sighed down the corridor. She spun back to the room, finding now that the door had closed behind her without a sound. Uh-oh, she thought, remembering her mother take back the hotel's keycard as Lily reached to grab it from the counter upon their arrival. You need to be careful. Without this, we can't get into our room. 
sorry, Mummy. Lily breathed, feeling as though her voice had been snatched. Her lip began to quiver, her eyes turning bleary. She stood paralysed, fearful of what her mummy and daddy would do if she woke them, terrified that now she was alone in the dark hallways by herself. The music now faded. The voices disappeared. Don't cry, little girl. We don't like crying. A most curious little thing it was, talking without even moving its mouth. A ragged little puppet of a creature with tufts of cotton atop its head and buttons for eyes. Squinting through the shadows, Lily could just about make out a mouth reaching from side to side of the creature's head, stitches holding the lips together. Then how did it talk? You called to me? Lily didn't even have to open her mouth for the creature to understand. We did. It tiptoed closer. The legs of a teddy bear, the fur, the colour of custard left out for far too long. All of us. We want you to play. Who are you all? And there they were. One by one they inched out from their hiding places, dotted all along the length of the corridor, four, five at a time appearing from behind the plinths and inside the vases. All manner of defunct-looking, cuddly toys, Lily spotted a horse with a tail so frayed and torn that hardly any was left. A rabbit with one ear and a tumorous clump of stuffing leaping from the shoulder. Bears upon bears, raccoons, birds, cats, dogs, every type of creature imaginable. Stains and rips, stitchings and fixes. An overwhelming stink of Christmas decorations left to fester in the loft for too long. Who are you all? We are the forgotten, the creature's words in her mind. The abandoned, the left behind. The ones whose owners have long since taken from these rooms and left us to memory. How awful, Lily's hands flew to her mouth. All we ever wanted was someone to play with us. You'll play with us, won't you, Lily? You won't leave us like those other nasty boys and girls, will you? For the first time since the dolls had emerged, Lily felt a slight tingle of discomfort. She looked longingly back at her hotel door, noticing that the number 97 that had been outside her room was now several metres away from her. The door number in front of her was 91, though she had no recollection of picking up her feet and moving. I don't know. My mummy and daddy will be up soon and they won't like it if I'm not in bed. One by one, the dolls threw back their heads in a shrill of laughter, the sound moving in waves down the hall in a strange sort of chain reaction. Lily's eyebrows raised in confusion, but eventually she found herself joining in, laughing harder and harder until she was on her rump with several dolls held in the crook of her arms feeling more natural than anything else she had ever felt in her life, wanting nothing more than to hug them until she died. Not noticing the door number behind her now read 85 as her parents' room slipped further and further away. I like you, Lily. I like you a lot. I like you too. I like all of you, Lily said, 
falling into laughter once more as the dolls cheered and whooped. Before Lily knew it, they were all over her, clothing her like a blanket, feeling her limbs tickled and tugged, reminding herself faintly of a time she had become submerged in a ball pit at the children's play park. They smelled of her nan's books. They felt both coarse and soft at the same time. Let's play forever, Lily thought, closing her eyes. But her throat translated that simple notion into a high-pitched wailing scream. The sound blasted out of her as though it had waited a lifetime for this moment. A relentless, blood-curdling shriek that caused the primary lights to flicker on in the corridor. Several doors opened in alarm, including number 97. Lily? Lily! But as Lily's mummy and daddy emerged into the hallway, all that was left behind was a single black button left on the ragged carpet in front of door 71 and the memory of a girl who would never be forgotten. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. When the Forgotten Come was written by Dan Wilcox, narrated by Alex Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Melon and Tom Robson. We need your stories. Right now we are open for submissions under the themes of alt history and folk tales. If you think you've got what it takes to write up a story that will make even the stoniest of horror fan melt into a pool of blubbering baby poo, then get in touch. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices, our editor will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you can have your story heard by thousands of listeners each week. For more information, head over to hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Until next time. 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.